Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. <laughs> That's me choking last night. <laughs> yeah, what happened with your Jets, Noster dumbass? Whoa! <laughs> I have a quatrain. Oh, boy. Do you believe? My soul is prepared! How's yours? Quatrains from the Great One. What is this? It's time for Nostra Daniel. The show did just start. Polly, the little fart, who has no heart, could get torn apart. The great one has spoken. The great I'm back. What happened? Are you spreading me? What happened? <laughs> well, I don't know. Nostra Daniel is speaking. I, 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 I only read what I see in the bowl, my friend. He missed one pick. <laughs> and now he's a... By a kick. <laughs> it's not a safe bet. <laughs> I just freak out when I was <laughs> Following Baldwin is not a safe bet. You're probably safer on a Malaysian jet. Has spoken. That's your quatrain. Yes. You're probably safer on a Malaysian jet. Yes, than using your picks. Is that uh uh is that the 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 company, the the, the country that the lost, lost the jet, the place, for, like, for like forever. Yeah, the yeah. place is gone. Yeah. Oh my lord, that's terrible. They have a TV series. You that <laughs> that's new very series? similar to that. That looks really cool. That the plane that disappeared for like like ten years, and they all the people came yeah. back, and the, yeah, and they didn't age or anything. That looks really cool. Yeah, there's something to that. About your Nostra Daniel picks, I will give you this. I looking at those games would have made the exact same picks you did. Well, here's here's yeah. the thing that I try to tell people when I used to do this for a living, um, and, and this is why I pointed out if you go back and listen to the Lebertard show, only once did I make reference to betting, and I said bet the ranch on Baltimore. I mean, there's no question they covered that spread. I think by 37 points they covered the line. So, you know, that's when that's the thing that people that gamble can't understand. If you're really in it just to have some juice on the game, bet 20 bucks a game and have some fun with your friends or do whatever. But if you're in it to actually make money and you're going to risk large, large volume money on a game, you, you don't want to play five games. There's no winning percentage in that. You take the best game and load up on it. If you can bet $100,000 on a game, bet 100000 on the best game on the board and do that every week. You, 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 there's no place for more than a couple of plays. And a, you, you don't find holes in the line that are that substantial. And in that game... Like I said, I said, bet, I made reference to betting, bet the ranch on this game. And, and Levitard said, oh, we're betting ranches now. And I, yeah, bet the ranch on that one for sure. Now, the rest of them was because of the rules of their interaction with Colin Coward, which is he picks five games. Well, I would never have picked five games. So I was forced to have to pick. And that was the only game I really liked was the was the uh, Baltimore game. So at any rate, and no excuses, I picked the wrong side of the games as I looked at them. But, you know, it was funny because I'm watching the game, and Robin's not a big, my, my wife is not a big sports fan. 
Um, and so we're watching the game, and she moves from down and says, the game opens up exactly what you would want from a rookie quarterback with all this hype behind him. And he throws an interception on his first pass, a pick six, and we're up by seven, which is the line, a half a point over the line of the game. And I'm like, perfect. Now, even if Detroit plays their averages, which is what you're looking at, you're looking at statistical information at versus the, the statistical information on the road versus at home. This is a guy who's thrown for 4,000 yards a season for multiple years in a row. He's the fastest ever from from inception into the league to 30 to, to, to throw for as many yards as he's thrown for, multiple 4,000-yard seasons. And he, th- he plays, I mean, terrible. Not like there was... You know, really athletic defensive backs making great stops or or tipping balls and fluke catching interceptions. He throws into triple coverage twice of his four interceptions. He's never had a four interception game before. I mean, I mean everything you could say that you couldn't figure out on paper when you look and analyze the game. You know, so there's one. And then the other game that really bothered me, um, the stupid play that I made was I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think if they played that game against Cleveland. Ten times they cover that line. Nine of them, of course. I got the one time that they're going to tie, but I should not have have gone in that game because we had a running back situation. Even though Connor played well, it was a game that you wanted to avoid because of the variables involved. You know, we didn't know how he was going to play. Even he ran for one twenty six. Does that mean Bell would have run for two twenty? I don't know. But that that was that was that was the one game that bothered me that that I didn't cover. The next one was Aaron Rodgers. And I don't care how good Chicago's playing. Mac shows up and pick sixes and plays really well. But still, Aaron Rodgers went out for over a quarter and a half in the game, and that cost me the game. Because he showed them what would happen even hurt coming back and picking them apart and, and and inevitably winning the game down by 20. So had he been in for another quarter quarter and a half, I'm sure there would have been another touchdown on the board, and I would have covered there. But that's, again, it's something you can't predict injuries. You, you predict the law of averages. So... Unfortunately, this is not the Baseball World Series where you're going to have to see a team win four games. It's a football game where it's one game. And, and you know, there's where March Madness and a lot in the Super Bowl and a lot of this stuff comes into making it very exciting because you can rise to the occasion like a boxing match and knock the champ out and you're the world champ. You know, and it's not, you don't have to fight him four times and win four times. I will say this also betting early season NFL games is stupid because. Well, because, There's no way to know. Yeah, and like like last year is a perfect example. The Steelers this year is a perfect example. Do I think they're going to be that bad all year? No. The Patriots last year were awful at the beginning of the year. It takes a while for te- cuz the starters don't really play in the preseason, you know. It, it, the preseason's for guys that are trying to make the team. Whereas and now they get in and they play Roethlisberger six turnovers, you know. The the Patriots last year defense got shredded the first 3 weeks of the season. I wouldn't bet NFL early on if my life depended on it. You you can't really. You're absolutely right. And and, and this is my ability to um, uh, to grow as an analyst. You know, I mean, it was you that said and was so denouncing preseason football. And you know, I, I you get to see who on the depth chart is going to play and who might have a chance of making the team and everything. But you're absolutely right about something, and you've won me over on this. You cannot really predict or prognosticate what's going to happen with a team based on what happens in preseason. So with that said, you know, you can throw all that information out. It's pretty much useless. And not really seeing the first unit being tested by people who are not trying to slow you down in practice, but trying to tear your head off. You know, so it's a completely different situation when you watch the game. I will say this. Um, 
eat a little crow here for me. The Jets played well, and he really did look good. You know, he, he, he looked good in his debut. You know, this kid might lead them. They might be more of a surprise in the AFC East than we thought. They might. They could be. I'm not mm. getting that excited after week one. Lions' first game with a new head coach, too. Well, he's got to be embarrassed. I mean, he's got to be embarrassed. They, 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 they did not play well. Right. You know, and we're not talking about, well, the quarterback did put them in a terrible situation. Um, you know, they gave up the ball field position-wise. They played, and, and they're special teams. The Jets ran two kicks back for touchdowns, punts. And, and, and they, I mean, they, were, they must have averaged 28 yards a return or something yeah. because a couple of them, they put them down inside the 30. I mean, they just, they just, they, they all around look terrible. And that cannot be what he wanted to do at home yeah, in his first game. If you lose the field position battle that poorly between turnovers and then special teams errors, there's like, there's almost no way to win a football game playing like that. Yeah. So, so, so here's the thing um, that, that, that really is, is tough when you look at it. So the Lions have the 49ers on the road, they have um, the Patriots, and then they have the Cowboys. Um, then they go Packers and before they get a break and play the Dolphins. So they could easily start this now 0-5. Are the Dolphins a break? You know, like if we're going all excited after the week one, are the Dolphins a break? You know, it's like... Well, no, I'm just saying that compared to having to play uh, the Cowboys on the road, the Patriots, and the Green Bay Packers, that's a tough stretch for, for a team that just lost... 47 to 17 or something against the New York Jets. Yeah. Before we take our first break, I'm furious with Neil right now. I just realized I'm mad at Neil. Why? Before we go to our break. What's our board? Neil. board's on up? Our board's Neil, on get up? in here. Our go, board, get in our here. Our board's on up. Yeah, he didn't put the board up in he the morning. He didn't put the board up. Wow. Wow. I mean, could I not have Noster dumbass <laughs> written up on the board when I get here in the morning? No board? Oh, sorry. Wow. wow. What did you do last night? I got in at 8.30 this look, morning. Look, 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 and he, look, look his reaction. He's had a rough. There's something's going on. I can feel it. I can feel it. What happened? You hung over, bro. <laughs> I uh, I got in at eight thirty, and he was here. He was here. I'm sorry, it slipped. It slipped my mind. I forgot. I don't know wow. what he's doing here at eight thirty, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, he was writing so what? He was taking this. Takes an hour and a half to write. He's making sure that he listen. Don't. Pick on him for being thorough. All right, we still got yeah, the logos from last night's game up. Uh, I'm, an, I'm an excellent artist. Last night's yeah, game's up on the airport. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. You know what? I Will think, you write Noster Dumbass on there? Because I want that on there every time he makes bad picks. Wow. So so there's another thing to look at before we go to break that I want to I bring up. Um, and and this honestly, uh, you know, you can philosophize and how you run your life and everything else. But I believe, because of my personal belief in God, I believe that certain things happen in your life for a reason. There's certain, you know, I believe that um, meeting me, abso- absolutely. Having, ha- <laughs> you know, I didn't know you that Aww. well for me to go into the room to Ed and say to him, I really want him on the show. I re- I want him on the show for me to. Uh, uh, my brother picked that up right away. Yeah, I like this guy. He's a good guy. He's one of he's kind of we know how you were raised, kind of like us. And although you had a little more dough than we did, um, we kind of <laughs> get it. flopped. <laughs> we, we kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. We reversed that effect. Uh, <clears throat> but but with that said, had we gone, had we won one more game against the spread, 
we'd be going on that show with those guys. Something else is supposed to happen. When one door closes, multiple doors open for me in my life. So there's a reason why we're not supposed to be on that show doing this every time. We're, we're supposed to be doing something else. And I believe it is to continue our war with them because they sucked up really quick. Alec, I love your book. And Alec, I love this. And you know what, Danny, blah, blah. And you know, I'm, I'm not going to just forget in a second that this whole thing started with that show because they went out of their way to say terrible things about me and my family. So we, we, we have to work on our plan now. We have to execute our plan. Yeah, they call you the fat one. That's right. I'm the fat one. That's inappropriate. You know what? And and I was it's fun quite to say, but it's and inappropriate. I, and I was quite surprised to see while we were on um, on the show, and, and and I saw the clip of them. I was not impressed at all physically with either one of them. I mean, I'm still I'm still into. Do we do a pay per view cage match? You know, I mean, I yes. I think so. I think so. I think we have a ring. If that's ever an option, the answer <laughs> yes. is yes. No matter who's fighting. But imagine, imagine pulling up in front of their place and putting a ring out in the street and saying, come on out. Oh, come on. How much fun that would be. I would torture them. I'll let you poke the bear. I'm not I'm not opposed. Well, I got something I got something coming. Yeah. I got to talk to the great one, you know, because we... And, and the other thing, did you notice the other thing about their show? They had like five guys working in the background that are in the studio that they can cut to. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. It's about getting him here more often. It's about getting a couple other guys in here, getting the hot chick in here. We don't have Disney money, bro. What? Hey, listen, man, make it happen. You're Paulie the Mole. <laughs> do I need to get a sponsor to underwrite the show? I can do it. I can do it. Let's do it then. Yeah, well, you'd have to hang their banner in here. We'd have to, you know, we'd have to I'm, figure that I'm out. I'm all for it. Wow. Wow, Dude, you got a big you bus. have no well, idea. I hope Ed isn't listening because I got a long bus ride with him now. He's going to be like, why did I ever invite Bob? Oh, he's not in? taking the bus now. He's not? No, he's very sick and he doesn't want to. He's literally coughing and Is sneezing. he not going no, to No, he's the going thing? on the trip, but he's driving himself. Oh, uh, really? So it's. Are you guys, and he's I, not. Like, normally I'm the first guy to call out. I saw sick. a. Um, you know, I really like his daughter. She's a really lovely woman, uh, Lauren. And. She put out uh, a beautiful thing on Facebook about uh, prayer with her father and, and so on and so on. And I was really moved by it. So I commented on her, there's nothing like the love affair between a father and daughter. And I, and I have experienced that firsthand in my life. So, um, And Ed liked it, and she made a comment back to me, and, and, we, and, and they made a comment about praying together. And it was really, really good. You know, that I can see in his eyes when he's with her, he lights up. He's completely, he's such a, a sponge when she's around. I should have her run around with me when I'm around <laughs> him because he's really nice when she's there. Um, uh, but, but anyway, so now I'm stuck on the bus with the clients. I knew this was going to happen. You got Seth. He's a bro. No, I want, I'm, I'm texting <laughs> him. Why can't you come? I've got to work. Work what? I got the Baber show on Thursday, and then we won't back, be back in time. What time's the Baber show? Uh, 7 o'clock, but I have to be set up. I can't go. 7 p.m.? Yeah. We're going for a tour in the morning. We'll be back. I've got to set up in the afternoon so I don't interrupt the press room, pubs, We should uh, probably have crowd. somebody set that up for you so you can come. I can't afford it. I, I need the paycheck, bro. You're getting paid for it. Don't worry. You're getting paid. We'll work that out with Ed. You want me on the bus? Paulie's on the bus. I'm gonna have you sit right next to Seth. Look at you. You know I can make that happen too. I don't want to. You're so. I've got. I I call whatever heads get. You got nothing today. What? Bring it in. We'll talk SU football in the third segment. We're gonna talk SU football right after the break. I want to talk to him. We've got so what? So what goes in in three? Is 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 Junior coming in to read it? Yeah. 
Oh, I might have to do that right yeah, after we'll the break. we'll bump it up. All right, let's <laughs> We got him here the whole hour. We'll let's go to break then. I'm so excited. It's time for... Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. <laughs> you understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, what do you got for us? The New England Patriots just signed wide receiver Corey Coleman, who was released by the Buffalo Bills a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm from Massachusetts, so I'm not going to go, so what? That matters to me. Well, one of the, does, what, it, does it really? Is, is, is he going to be a productive player and affect what goes on in New England? No, he'll probably get cut like next week. Let's be honest. Okay, yeah, that's how, I think that's <laughs> so. So what? Well, uh, so what? Uh, honestly, on the on the level of ESPN headlines, where did you find that? Right. It's, like, it's, that tre- like, it's trending on Twitter right now. It's trending it, on like, Twitter. It just it came just out. Happened. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe thirty happened, minutes ago, so right uh, before the show came. Well, the one down. the one thing that doesn't make it insignificant as a rule, a team does not want to trade or lose a player to another team in their division because. That puts a chip on the guy's shoulder. That usually pertains more towards impact players right. that, you know, the guy's going to have, he's going to want to come back and have a big game against you. I don't know if it can get much worse for Buffalo this year, particularly when they decided to start Nathan Peterman. So I um, will say, when you look at the Patriots' track record of taking people that aren't that good yeah. in the AFC East, and then they just turn them into relevant players, so that could be the case for the Bills here, and it'll be kind of funny. And hasn't he ping-ponged around? Yeah, he was a first-round draft pick. But, like, in the past month, hasn't he? Yeah, like the, Brown, the, the Browns Brown. trade him to the Bills, and like then the this, Bills released him. Is this, like, two, this? so he's on his third team in a month? Yeah. But, but what does that say to you? What does that say to you, though, about the Bills? So they... This guy was part of a package that was a co- part of the compensation for them for a trade that they made, and then they just release him. So is he... Is he? Do we not know he's injured, or do we not? But if New England took him, he had to clear. So, yeah. I, you know what? I, I, I'm going to make a pretty. I think he torches Buffalo. <laughs> I was going to say he's going to torch Buffalo. And you know what's going to make him great is he's going from the Browns to the Bills to the Patriots. So he's gone from like the bottom of suck to to the Patriots. So he's going to be great. Yeah, you know, you know what's even better. I wonder. You know, think about this for a minute. Do you think that there's even the possibility that he gets in when he gets in in the rotation and Brady goes, I got you, buddy. You know, <laughs> when, when they're playing against Buffalo and he just throws, you know, the guy normally gets a couple of passes a game thrown in his direction. He's going to get nine passes that day. All right, you like, won me over. Right, you Not a so what. Nice one. Good job, Neil. After the Lions and Raiders both lost last night, NFL debut head, head coaches went 0-7 in week one, making it the worst record by a group of new head coaches in NFL history. I'm going to say that's not a so what. I'm going to tell you why, though. It, it really it, it doesn't have to do so much with them being a rookie quarterback or rookie uh, coaches in their first season. Uh, first of all, uh, these coaches are, are not rookies uh, in as far as have they ever had coached before, but they're new to this team that they're with. Particularly with Gruden, though, he, he's got some decisions to make. How long do you stick with Carr? Carr played terribly. He played terrible. Even though the the numbers will suggest that he Who's threw the backup. Do we know AJ who the backup McCarron. is? AJ, AJ McCarron. McCarron, who just who, who played real. I thought he played really well with Buffalo at the end. I thought he did. I, what would I was, you say about evaluating preseason? I didn't think. I I was shocked. We just went over this. We had somebody. Uh, text into the show saying, idiot, you don't even know that McCarron's gone, and I didn't realize that he, Buffalo let him go. I thought he should have been the starter in Buffalo over mm-hmm. Peterman. He played so well in preseason. He marched them up and down the field. He looked effective. He protected the ball. But So so he's out there, 
and 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 he's now you know you know with Gruden. How long does Gruden stay with Carr? You know, it's not the same as Stafford. Stafford is the quarterback there. You, your your option is Castle behind him. So you know, even though Castle played for New England and ha- and ha- has had some experience, I don't think that you're gonna you're gonna dethrone Stafford. But how long as a new coach do you stay with Carr? When he, he made some terrible, you gotta decisions. give him a few weeks. The right. Lions are pretty, good. yeah. Lions are really good. So I'm not saying uh, I'm, I'm not saying the Rams. Sorry, the Rams are really good. <laughs> and they were in that game for a little while too. They were in that game, but he he definitely took and them out of the game. Derek Carr was really good before he got hurt. Yeah, what was that two seasons yeah. ago? So I think that give the Raiders are just kind of waiting for that. Start McCarron now. Gruden's good. At, <laughs> Start McCarron now. I, th- I Gruden think it's will get funny. the quarterback going. Yeah, I think it's funny that before the game, John Gruden basically said they didn't need Khalil Mack, and he only wants players that want to be there, and then they get killed by the Rams. I well, thought that was funny. Yeah, that's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you should write comedy. Why don't you quit this job? Yeah. All right. Go write for He's writing so what? <laughs> he is writing comedy. <laughs> what do you got? New York Jets linebacker Darren Lee says the team knew everything about Matthew Stafford's signals and all of the Lions' plays last night. Yeah, I read that too, and uh, and that's not a so what. So, but then they made sure they clarified we're not saying we knew them like we're cheating, but we knew them. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> it sure did look like they knew them. There was traffic around receivers that they were throwing to <laughs> that was ridiculous last night, and and the fact that he threw the ball into triple coverage, he really did try to force the ball. Three times that he threw interceptions. One of them was uh, he underthrew the ball a little bit, but three of them were into into a crowd like they knew. How <laughs> bad is he at cheating? Like, does he not know? Does he not understand how the Patriots do it? When you cheat, you you don't like announce it. Well, you, you just you, cheat. And well, hope here's you don't the get thing: caught. there's always one. <laughs> like, if you come from a large family, there's always one yeah. that if you do something wrong, you have to. You can't keep your mouth shut. Every, you have to tell mom. Every, <laughs> everybody's got a Fredo. <laughs> yeah, there's always every, every team's got a Fredo on you're, it. You're sitting home and you're, you're shaking because you did something <laughs> wrong, and you got to just tell somebody. Absolutely. This guy got the post game interviews, and he was like. Wow, we actually did it. We stole their signals. I gotta tell. I gotta tell the media. <laughs> it's classic. All right, classic. come on, uh, come on, uh, got force. come on, uh, funny guy. A Georgia high school offensive line coach has been rewarding his O line after big plays by giving them shots of maple syrup. <laughs> like they talk, he holds a bottle of maple syrup, and when they come out the field, he he just squirts some in their mouth. I want a urine test. I want a urine test. I think there's more than just maple syrup going on over it's there. It's like Coyote day. Ugly on the sideline. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Why yeah. maple syrup? But that now, yeah, know. the high intensity of the sugar maybe gets into the system and fires yeah. them up or something. Maybe. <laughs> What's your coach say when any, you played football? When is there you made any? Hold, hold on. Is there? We any took details? illegal amphetamines and B12 shots right in the tunnel before we came out the gate. <laughs> is there By any? the time I got out there warming up, I was foaming at the mouth with saliva. I couldn't even right being like a mastiff off my face. I was so fired up. Did you read the whole story? <laughs> yeah. Why are they doing the maple syrup? Because the coach calls them pancake plays when like they lay oh, out, they lay out players. Uh, How did okay. we all miss that? Okay, see, because <laughs> well, it's you, not that obvious. Could you not, I, I know, but you you could have told the rest of that yeah. for us to understand and not us come to come to the conclusion that there was some scientific reason why you're getting maple syrup. It was. It's really a clever idea, and it's funny now. now if in the in the fourth <laughs> quarter in the two minute drill, change that to to you know absolute. And let them knock down some vodka and watch them but play. You, That's what I'm talking now, about. Now, this is radio, uh, it, you know, a lesson on the air. Do you understand now why that makes a difference that you explain the pancake play? Because yeah. to the average listener listening, 
they were like us. They're like, w- they turn, they turn the show up. Did they turn the what show the up. What the hell is he giving them syrup for? <laughs> that's, a weird, that's a weird coach. Did he butter them? <laughs> What's going on in Lisa and Gomez? <laughs> All right, you got any more? One more. Uh, a football player for the University of Central Oklahoma had his left foot severed after he attempted to crawl under a train that he thought was parked. Wow. <laughs> someone had a little too much syrup. Oh, the foot got cut right off? Like, Yeah, like, foot's gone. What did they do? Did someone find the foot? What was he doing on the train track? I don't know. It, it didn't give details. It just said he thought it was parked and he was crawling <laughs> underneath it. Did someone find the foot? It, it didn't give details in the article. I don't believe that. Well, he had to find his foot. It was attached to him and he got hit by a train. <laughs> no, He no, didn't no. get up. You think he got up and left his foot there? No, someone probably grabbed So he foot. crawled under a moving train? Yeah. Is that Look up the at? story. Yeah. Look up the story and tell me that uh, the great Nostradamus will predict. Oh, uh-oh. Hang on. Oh, brother. Wow, you Caught me off guard. <laughs> I suck. Do you believe? I How's yours? Quatrains from the great one. What is this? It's time for Nostradamus. This is a, a man standing by <laughs> with a bloody thigh <laughs> wanted to help the guy and grabbed his foot. <laughs> tell, tell, us, tell us the story. And what happened? Great one has what happened? Spoken. It said that the train cut his foot off and then he found someone who took him to the hospital. There's nothing said about what happened to the foot. I hope it's still on the track. Wow. Nothing said. I cannot believe. What year is he? Does it say how old he is? He's a junior. He's 20 20 years old. To be playing on the train tracks. Punk, the Oklahoma reported that Someone recovered his foot. Yes, someone recovered his foot. Oh, someone recovered his foot. I'm guessing it was the idiots he was with when he was crawling under the train. Someone recovered his foot. Well, it's nice to know that there was somebody to lend a hand. I'm trying to do a yard marker, like did the a foot joke. But all right, let's go to break. The forest destroyed my whole segment. Forest, you did a great job. You did a great job, Forest. Of sucking. (laughs) This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. This hour of the Daniel Baldwin Show is brought to you by Baldwinsville General Dentistry. Go to sleep Beville, sleepwellbeville.com. Might want to get that one right. It's sleep well, Beetle, my friend. Thank com. you. You know that's where I go now, getting all this work done on my teeth. Yeah, when's the next big... Uh... I go in for... They asked me to come in on Friday uh, for a consultation to go over everything that they figured out they need to do. I have an extensive amount of work that needs to be done. Uh, but uh, that's what I like about going there. I mean, they really sit you down. They explain to you. They take you through the process. They tell you projections on time. It's really affordable. Um, they take a number of insurances, so it's uh, it's really the place to go. And uh, and I do not like going to the dentist. We got Josh from uh, the Daily Orange that we have here every Tuesday to talk Syracuse football. He's our football expert. Goes to every game. Do you go to every game? Or am I just oh, yeah. making that up? No, Roman I go to away? every game. Cool. So yeah. do I. Am I just making that up? <laughs> he, <laughs> he checks his facts afterwards. <laughs> go, to, go to Snopes. And Josh with an MBA from Harvard <laughs> transferred to Syracuse. <laughs> What do you got for us, man? What do you, I mean, I, I got to tell you, I got to open up with. I 
based on last year and and you know and and, I, and ironically I lived in Lake Oswego, Oregon, so I knew of Dungey some mm-hmm. um, before I moved here and um they're kind of winning me over a little bit. Yeah, I'm they've played well through two games. I don't think there's much to take away from two two games and uh Babers kind of said as much yesterday. He said like the offense has played great. I'd be worried if they didn't play great. They scored, I think it's 117 points, and basically his take was they should have scored 117 points, which I think we can both agree on. They played Western Michigan, who was the Western Michigan's not a bad team, but Wagner, you have yeah, to. Yeah, we expected Wagner. him to roll on Wagner, right? But you know, Western. Uh, the thing that was surprising to me was um, how fleet of foot Dungey was. You know, to have over 200 yards as a as a quarterback, which is what. Made me go into listen. He's going to show up on the on the Heisman list now. Watch now what he does against. Granted, a a not um, up to usual par Florida State team, but you know I had them losing that game in my preseason projections. I think this is a winnable game for them. I've really been do. swung. I've been swung too. I picked six wins, and I was not counting Florida State as one of them. But when you look at it now. Florida State opened up against a very good Virginia Tech team. I think Virginia Tech could end up in the top 10 at some point this year. They played excellent. But then they played Samford. Samford Bulldogs, an FCS school, and won by 10. And they were losing in the fourth quarter. If at Flor- home. If Florida State doesn't change their quarterback, they're going to have a losing year. He's, he's not the He's the he's not athlete the guy they, he's he's not the the guy athlete they, they think that, that he is. I think he's that athletic. But he's one of those guys that comes in and you make him a flanker. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you exploit his feet. He's not the decision maker. He's not the quarterback that they need to run that team. And I don't think that he will do well in an away environment in the carrier dome if Syracuse can hop on him early. Yeah, yeah. Execution early and establishing Which some... Which the defense f- has done through two games. Yeah, they have. Listen, you've won me over. I'm going to come to the game, and I think I think we have a chance. Mole? Malicious? Uh, what are we talking about? Football? Wow. Oh, oh. Well, sorry. yeah, yes. Yeah. Fell asleep there. Nostra dumbass is wondering what, <laughs> what you think about. Uh, about the team? I don't know. I was excited after going to a Mac school and winning because, you know, there was a point a couple years ago where that wasn't uh, a, a given with this program. But then that same team went and struggled to score against Michigan, and they put up a ton on Syracuse. So I, where, where do you think defensively this team is? And that's going to be the problem all year. And as bad as FSU played, they're still going to be facing this Syracuse defense. So that's why this team, that's why this, I think it's a three-point win over FSU. I think it's a close game. Because when you look at Florida State, who has a running back in Cam Akers that rushed for over 1,000 yards last year, uh, this year looks like he's 28 attempts, 179 rushing yards. A net of 158. He's averaging over five yards rushing per game. And I don't think Syracuse's defense is there yet. Uh, the last group <clears throat> position group to come out on the field against Wagner was the linebackers. And Babers pretty much explained that of they need to get more reps. And so a group that needs to get more reps usually means that they're not really there yet. And if they're not there yet with a top-tier ACC running back coming in, that could mean trouble. Well, say what you will, uh, you know, I have had this conversation with you before, but when I look at my alma mater um, and I and I attacked a couple of people, uh, prognosticators on the internet who said, well, this is a week off for Notre Dame when they play Ball State. And I said, that's what you don't understand. 
there are a number of kids that play for Ball State, probably a good two or three on each side of the ball, that could play at Notre Dame, for sure. So this is a D1 program that takes Notre Dame 24-16, they lose, on the road at Notre Dame. They, they took them to a touchdown game. Um, and everyone, th- you know, with the 30-point favorite or whatever Notre Dame was, make no mistake about it, you know, throughout the 45 guys in the team, obviously they're not as good as the power power conference teams. They don't have 30 deep that they can play. But there are athletes that can have an impact in a game that play in the MAC on either side of that ball, multiple guys that are going to go to the NFL on every team. Now, whether they're going to stay in the NFL or, be, or play in the NFL, I don't know. But they're that good. So when you say there were, there were times when you looked at Syracuse and you thought, well, they're playing a MAC team and the game was in question, Notre Dame's game was in question until the last three minutes of the game. So, and, and that was against a MAC school. So don't kid yourself here when you say that. We beat a, a, a Western Michigan team on the road. Not, we didn't beat, a, beat Western Michigan home. This guy ran against a Division I college football team for 164 yards in the first half at quarterback. And I, I don't, when I think of Dungy, I, I think he's capable of getting away from things and, and grabbing first downs. I don't think of him as an offensive weapon running the ball. So that definitely was a factor in vaulting him into the conversation right now. He led the team in rushing yards last year, and he didn't even play the whole season. Right. But, but I, I, which is a, a, but is that more a testament of a product of, of a lack of running game? Sure. Right. Okay. That's my that's point, fair. too. That's Sorry. my point, too. While we're talking to Dungy, uh, Mr. Baldwin and I were arguing yesterday that he's a little, a uh, little excited too early in the year for this the, the Heisman talk. And what, what's your take on where he is right hey. now? And can he even? So I'm not, I'm not going to hammer home that like he should be in the Heisman watch right now because I, I just think it's too early. Um, I will say that's an oxymoron. <laughs> he's in the Heisman conversation. I'm listening. If you Google on your yeah, phone. Yeah, I'm talking about my Heisman conversation. Oh, okay, okay. Like, if I had to make a list of 10 guys, I don't think Eric Dungy's on it yet. I want to see him play Florida State, play an ACC team, and then if he plays well this weekend, absolutely next Tuesday, I will come in and say, me, put him in the Let me tell you. Let me tell you how it's going to go. Um, and, and, and this is up to week four. If they win this game, if they win the game, obviously it'll be because he showed up in summer. Right. So if he has a mediocre, runs for 50, and throws two touchdowns and beats Florida State. He's going to mop up UConn and mop him up and have another big game and then watch. It'll be, he'll be vaulted to seven or, you know, he's 10 now on the list, according to ESPN. Well, I'll say this. If they're going to beat Florida State, he's going to rush for more than 50 yards and he's going to account for more than two total. T- it's going to be on Eric Dungy's back. When Syracuse wins these games, it is Dungy. So, that makes me nervous that he's going to run the ball though, because he's he's been you know he's been injured before. I think that's when Syracuse is its best though. See, I like having a running game, establishing some kind of a running game, and having him be the option to keep him in check rather than be him the primary, because that allows defense to focus on him. And so, if Florida State is smart, they're going to have a rover linebacker that's just going to shadow Dungy. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're, they're, wherever right. he goes, you go. We'll give up that player. Um, and that that's dangerous when mm-hmm. it's the quarterback. Before we uh, take our next break, Josh, uh, your take on Florida State. Who do you think's uh, you know picked a click maybe and uh, final prediction on the game? Final prediction on the game. Ooh. Ooh, this pressure. I think. Well, I think like I said. So with Cam Akers uh, at running back for Florida State, I do think that they get a lot of yards on the ground and get points that way. Um, I think just as equally Syracuse's offense plays well. 
and hopefully some of the receivers step up like they did last week for Syracuse that weren't there week one. I'd say Syracuse wins in a three-point game. Let's go 34-31 Syracuse in the Dome on Saturday. That, my friend. Do you want to know what's sad? Hold on, hold on. I'm not ready again. It's a hot take. It's a hot take? That take was so hot. It's the leading cause of global warming. Now back to the show. You, you're you so proud of yourself for producing It's those. the only thing that makes me smile. <laughs> it, is. it is. It's so sad how much you hate being there. Oh, uh, no. Josh can replace you easily. Um, you have an expert you, on the You show, know what's right? really screwed up? Do you know what the line in this game is right now? Three. Three. That Florida State's favored by three on the road here. Yeah. I'm not shocked by that at all. Really? No. I would, think this is a, Syracuse. I would think this is a pick game. I mean, the based, one other thing on Syracuse Florida State, too, that was interesting. If you go back and look at last year's game, when they only lost by three, mm-hmm. Dungey played in the second half with a broken foot. Syracuse outgained them in like every offensive category. Literally every offensive category. They just didn't win. I like Syracuse plus the points. Let's go to break. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Did, did you know? That this weekend is the GNC Foods Canine Carnival presented by Wegmans. It goes from 10 to 3, Jamesville Beach Park. Admission is free. You can go down and get a caricature of you and your your, your fur baby, as the kids are calling them now, which wow. I would never do. Lots of fun stuff going on down there. And, and to celebrate this week being the week of Canine Carnival, every show we're ending with the underdog of the day. That's my big announcer <laughs> voice. And... Appalachian State beating Michigan 2003 is today's underdog of the day. First division uh, 1AA team uh, to beat uh, uh, now FCS school. So, Wow. Could you pick something that happened maybe a little more currently? Yesterday was the <laughs> NC State. 75 years ago today, <laughs> Muddletown State I'm beat doing- Wakanabe. You know, 42 41 you know, triple we're doing overtime. the biggest in history. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yesterday was NC State over Houston. Wakanabe was a 48 point dog. Why didn't you bitch yesterday when I picked <laughs> NC State over Houston? That's even older. <laughs> yeah. And you were, that, that's even older. But you know what? That was I more was actually impressive. alive for this one. That wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was more impressive? No, it wasn't. Appalachian State beating number five oh, Michigan oh, oh, oh. in the Loud House is a bigger upset. Appalachian State winning or the national title being won. The national title was won in that game. But you're acting like but that NC team State. made it all the way to the national yeah. title, so they must have been pretty decent throughout no, 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 the year. No, no. The national title was won. There's a little bit of a difference. The last play, everything you could say, last play of the game. But this is like Norwood hitting the field goal. You this know is I mean? a school that's not even in the same league, like division. Beating the I, number I, five. I, I feel I, like I you're arguing importance, and we're arguing what's more impressive. Yes, yeah. yes, I, I am. Um, I'll take NC State. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got about thirty seconds Love before Jimmy we get v. out of here. Love him. Miss Anything him. you want to say before you get out of here? Uh, I think. Uh, where are you going to be for the game for the Syracuse game? Where are you for the Syracuse FSU game? Yeah, he's in the press box. In the press like box. A man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to pull out the credentials yeah. then and come in big, big, big dog at ESPN Baldwin. I like it. I like it. You guys can sit there. next to each oh, other. I like it. Come down there with you? Yeah. I like it. Anything to get away from Paulie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Josh. See you tomorrow. Uh, the other Josh listening. will be back.